This show is supported by State Farm. You have insurance for your home, your health, and your car. Why don't you have insurance for your small business? So many small business owners think they don't need or don't even know about small business insurance. Protecting a source of revenue is one thing, but so is protecting all of your hard work and your team members. State Farm agents are all small business owners too, so they know how to help small business owners choose personalized policies that fit their budgets. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Stand By Your Band. I'm Tom Takar, the Wolf of Dog Street, joined, as always, by the Prince of Snarkness himself, Tommy McNamara. How are you, Tommy? I'm doing very well. I had a nice holiday back in Chicago. I got this nice little Japanese breakfast sweatshirt I'm wearing right now. Dude, I went to the website. To, I was thinking about buying that very sweatshirt for you and also for myself. <laughs> that it was already done. Susie would have been mad. I thought of it yesterday because I had thought about it when we were at, uh, when we saw them and then uh, Mannequin Pussy posted that they had some like, they found some merch from the past uh, and then I was like, I can't buy any more of their shit. (laughs) I have too much of it and I can't even wear it really in public a lot. But um, I was like, oh, but I would like some of that Japanese American stuff and then. Now we're here. <laughs> That's sick. Hell yeah. yeah. Well, today my day was made much brighter because I watched a little comedy special. Oh, is that it, right? It was by... So Dennis Miller put out another Dennis one? Dennis Miller and... <laughs> <laughs> it's actually... It's called What Did the Fox News Say? I liked it. And, uh, it's <laughs> and he, of course... And he comes out and he immediately goes, Another one! <laughs> <laughs> Dennis Miller, we the best! And uh, <laughs> no, I watched a special called Disingenuous by a great comedian Ooh, who is here with us today. I loved it so much. Nick Vatterot is here. Nick, how you doing? Thanks so much for uh, watching it, man. I really appreciate it. Uh, it's such a great special. It's so much fun. And we got to see a lot of familiar faces from uh, Chicago yeah. comedy in there. So that was a little treat yes. for us. Shout out, let's give some. Uh, you said you saw Nate Burroughs. Nate Burroughs, yeah. yeah. Joe McMahon. Joe McMahon. Joe Kilgallen. Yeah. Baby, Chicago's own. It's pretty fun. I uh, just uh, grabbed people after shows and was like, who wants to do bits for like an hour? And, uh, you know, so many people were like totally game. I feel really bad. We shot so many more bits than than made the special. And it's so <laughs> funny that I just made people like, all right, you guys all stand outside and pretend you're on your phones for 20 minutes <laughs> and you're in a train. I just made them do dumb bits for no reason because it never made the cut. <laughs> well, one time, uh, yeah, really quickly, I, I one time made a web series where I had our friend Nick Nanny wear a diaper in a scene and never released it. So. <laughs> <laughs> the ultimate. But and yet, every time I come to your apartment, that footage is pulled up on the. Ah, <laughs> it's getting used. It's getting views. I know. I, I shot like a, a a bit in in Chicago a long time ago, and the bit was I was. Helping people, they, these guys were moving, and then they wanted to. Sh- they wrote a sketch about moving, so I like kind of helped them move. I think I was actually helping them move. 
and, and at the end, I was like, I think it was helping them move. I think they tricked me because I don't remember ever seeing any footage. And they were like, yeah, in this oh, scene, you make fun. me a sandwich. And in this scene, you kind of rub my feet for a while. Yeah, just like you're just cleaning my house. <laughs> yeah. In this scene, you really want the deposit back. I mean, you really... Get, get, get those walls clean. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we'll, we'll plug it again at the end. But just everyone rent that on. I did it on Amazon Prime because I support Jeff Bezos and I think he's yes, a good he's guy. A good man. And uh, but get it. Yeah, you can also get it with Vimeo and uh, a couple other places, right? None of their hands are clean. You know, it's, it's like no matter where That's you go, right. there's no like mom and pop streaming service. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. What do you think? You think uh, Jeff Bezos can't become a pop? <laughs> he'll, right. have, he'll have a kid. He'll be a pop. Can, can I? Can I complain something? Not in not in a punching towards Bezos fashion. But I was thinking about it. I, I have three, and I had another issue. I had three gifts this past. Well, one of two of them were gifts, but three things I ordered non Amazon this past year that I just never got, mm. and the companies <laughs> were sure. like kind of like a big middle finger to me, like, "Well, we sent it," so and I was like, "Yes," I was like, "You know what? If this was Amazon, I would have gotten it." You know, they would have made sure I, I got it. Fully feel that I had a company that uh, they were like, "Hey, we're going to send you something," which was nice, but then. I, I don't know if it got lost in the mail or something, whatever happened. They were like, you should have gotten it. And I was like, well, I'm looking. I can send you a video of me looking at my mailbox. Right. It's not here. <laughs> yeah. It's not at my door. And they go, well, I guess you'll just have to track it down through UPS. And I was like, no, I'm just done with it now. I'll yeah. never see that. And I don't care. Yeah. But if it, I, I'm spoiled by uh, by Amazon and like big box companies, like uh, I bought, I, I had this happen. Amazon, uh, I bought uh, AirPods. And anytime, anything expensive I've bought through Amazon, it uh, disappears. They lose it in the mail somehow. Yeah. Yeah. So they lost my AirPods, but they just immediately sent another pair and they rushed delivered it. And I was like, I don't, that's fine. And then I ordered a TV uh, last year. It got lost in the mail. And then <laughs> I ordered, I had to, they just gave me, how do you lose a, such a, a TV? giant, you know, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, it just slipped right through my fingers, I guess. And I'm sure uh, they're like, uh, are you sure? Like, check your yeah. porch again. Like, maybe Yeah, it's- check your mailbox. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so then I ended up, uh, they gave me my money back, and I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to order through Best Buy. It's supposed to deliver, like, oh, within the hour. So I was like, that's great. Yeah. They deliver it. They say that I get home. It's gone. It's uh, There's, like, a 30-minute window where it either got stolen or they took it or something. And then I complained. I called Best Buy. I was like, I'm fucked because they said they delivered it. And the person who who said they delivered it called me. They were like, hey, I'm about to drop uh, your shit off. And they said shit. They were like, uh, I'm yeah. about to drop this shit off. Yeah. That's so I was like, that's weird that yeah. uh, they're talking to me like this. But hey, whatever. They had to use a third party company to deliver it or whatever. So I called Best Buy. I'm like, hey, they said they delivered it. And they just go, that's fine. We'll deliver another one tomorrow. And I was like, I could have just lied. Like, that's they yeah. don't give a shit. That's the, but that's because they have so much money that they don't give a shit if they lose some product. It's, you know? it's sort of in why the mom and pop places are so stingy about it too. I think mm-hmm. you know. I mean, yeah. to me, like we, I do it up as I do a podcast with Nick Turner called Get Rich Nick, and you know we've had uh, mishaps with sending out shirts, and it's like well, you gotta. I don't know. I think you sort of have to just like send out another shirt and trust no one's scamming us. You know, because, yeah, yeah. You just kind of have to eat it. Um, but like for, for businesses, for us to do that to other people, businesses not do it to me. I've literally ordered a shirt from someone and never gotten it. 
and then from Rusty Arrow you know, never got it. And I was like, you bastards. And they're like, screw you. And I'm like, well, I'm going to go to Amazon next time. You guys are complaining about Amazon. I We did one episode where we did gold panning to try to make money. So I ordered this pickaxe. And the pi- I never got the pickaxe. No. They, they took a picture, but it was at my door. But there was like a weird package like in the corner of the picture. And so I like went around my apartment building, which is like five floors. There's like a couple hundred. And I tried to figure out because it, it was somewhere in my building. And I wound up uh, figuring out what door it was. And I knocked on the door and this guy opened up and I was like, I think you have my package. And I, and I go, it's – and then I looked at it. I go, right there. And I pointed at it and it was opened oh, in his shit. apartment. And there's just this pickaxe there. And I just, I got the mask on. It's oh like, like, I'm like, hey, you got my weapon? Did you get my murder weapon? And uh, I think you want to, you know, that guy totally thought I was going to murder somebody. He was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to give it to you, man. I'm so sorry. Uh, why would the fuck would he open it? That, I don't know. I think you should have. I think the second he hands you this pickaxe, I think you'd take it to his throat. Could you imagine? Yeah, he's just slowly handing it to me like, oh boy, I'm going to regret this in 30 seconds. Um, but yeah, Amazon sent me another pickaxe before I figured I could do this out. So now I have two murder weapons. So I can be like, I have one with the blood and then a clean one. <laughs> I've been waiting, hoping they send me another pair of AirPods because they just immediately replace them. But no dice. But uh, man, these AirPods are changing my life. Um, look, let's. Well, let, I don't want to get right directly into the subject. <laughs> right. <laughs> There's a reason I'm trying to kill a little time here. Uh, <laughs> no, but uh, sorry, I'm a little sluggish too. My brain. I feel high right now. I went to I went to Fogo to Chow today. Oh, there's one in oh, New York. Oh. There is uh, our friend. <laughs> so I I was supposed to go a few weeks ago, but then there was a COVID scare, and so mm-hmm. I canceled. And, and uh, <laughs> that, luckily, luckily, that whole thing is in the past. We recorded this from the future, right? Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, we lu- luckily all the guests uh, in this party uh, were good, but um, and it was a much smaller party. But our friend Bobby. Uh, made the reservation, and he re- made the reservation for uh, what is, uh, UAE. Uh, what is what is that? What do you call United, it? United Arab uh, Emirates? Yes, he goes. He was drunk when he made the reservation. He goes, "Uh, well, I made a mistake, and uh, I've I've booked us a reservation uh, for uh, yeah, Emirates." Oh my <laughs> so God. He of course uh, fixed it, but wait. So a restaurant yeah. on the other side of the world? He did do that, but <laughs> luckily amazing. it was. You guys were like, "Let's do it, let's guys." <laughs> our oh, our word is our bond. We have yep, to live yep. up to this reservation. <laughs> and I was five minutes late, and I was like, "Well, you're lucky. I was I made it this close, <laughs> with, yeah. considering it was a passport and uh, <laughs> a <different laughs> right, country. right." But no, there is in fact one in Times Square near the MoMA. Um, oh. It's uh yeah, it's, it was pretty good, although not enough bathrooms in a place that does what they do, <laughs> which is <laughs> deliver uh, meat very yeah. quickly to your table. Yeah. And I am full of uh, full of meat and uh, feeling a little rough right now. But uh, I had some holiday travel. I witnessed something on my flight back, which uh, blew my mind. It was one of those moments that I, it's like it felt like a movie where I was like, 
I felt guilty that I didn't cheer this man on. And I think this is like the dress. Like it's going to divide. A lot of people are divisive on this issue. Mm-hmm. We land. Uh, our plane lands. Nice. And immediately the woman in the row next to us bolts up mm-hmm. and starts story- trying to make her way to the front of the plane. Disgusting. But there's people in front of her, of course. Uh, you know, there's an order on planes. Like, it, you're supposed to... Uh, maybe the listeners don't know this. People who don't, who don't travel all the time don't maybe pay attention to this. Mm-hmm. But it drives me nuts. As a, Like, when we have to travel all the time, you notice this shit and it drives you crazy. Where, technically, you're supposed to get up at, in the way you're lined up. It makes it faster. It's the, it's the unspoken rule. Row by row. Yes, and it's like, why would it not be that? Of course it would be that. It's easier for everybody. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't make any sense to do otherwise. This woman bolts up and is just standing in the way of the people in front of mm-hmm. her. And the guy who is sitting next to her he starts, he, he doesn't yell, but he's like, hey, uh, why, the, why are you doing this? You're standing in front of these people. You're not letting them... Get That's out. a hero. It's not that your is a turn. hero right there. You are supposed to wait until yeah. they go. Look yeah. at all these people. You see all these people. You are just standing in the way now. Yeah. Uh, and she gets mad. She's like, "You didn't need to talk to me like that." And then the people who are sitting next to her, who are stuck, are like feel uncomfortable, and they're just like, eh, "It's not a big. It's not a big deal." Yeah. Uh, me and my the second we got off the plane, I told my fiance, I was like, I wanted to applaud that man. Yeah. <laughs> I was so happy to see that. And she was like, I was about to say the exact opposite. Yeah. He didn't need to do all that. Wait, that's uh, what she who said? Who cares? Yes. And I was ah, like, I was like, this is crazy. Uh, oh, it made me sick. But I was, I, I almost went and thanked the man, but then I was like, I don't want to, you know, get into <laughs> anybody's business but it it's was, the equivalent I, of, of of driving on the shoulder of the highway and it's like okay yes. well this this person running to the front better be about to have a baby you yes. know or have some sort of emergency or sometimes there's like a connective flight you know but if she yes, didn't go i'm yes. trying to make but this you say that she, yeah, people she didn't say, say that. that yeah no she didn't say that people do that and that's fine if you're like hey i'm sorry I have a connection to make, uh, and they usually sometimes the flight attendants will even be like, "Hey, some people need to make mm-hmm. connections because yeah. they know when people are doing that." This was not that case. This was this woman just standing in the way, and uh, yeah, I was, I, I had a moment where I was like, clearly I'm in a mood. I was tired. I was like, she was like, "Who cares?" And I was like, "No, you don't understand." That is indicative of a deeper personality flaw. Yes, it needs where, to be stopped. <laughs> yeah, she must be doing things like this in her everyday life. She's yeah. the type of person who would get your pickaxe and keep it in her apartment as long as she felt. And then you're going to see her using your pickaxe to find gold, you know? No, these um, people, nobody stands up to them, and so they think they can act this way. The, the new one that's been bothering me is, um, is okay, so like, you know, I'm in row 35, you know, and each row is going out one at a time, one at a time. And then there's like, this woman is like, She's in the row behind me, you know? So the, yes. the row to the left, those three people file out. And then, and then she darts out between the two rows. This happened to yeah. me on my trip, this, this trip. Same it's, exact thing. Uh, it's, you know what it is? It's like, it's like a long line and someone butting in front of just you. You know, they just butt in front of just you in front of a giant long line. It's like you've waited this long. Like, what? Why? But now? Why now? 
<laughs> yep. Wait, three yep. more people, and it's your turn. You've been standing there the whole time. They, they, it, it, why does it get under your skin as much as, as it does? Oh, to me? it drives me insane. It drives me yeah. fucking crazy. Yeah, that happened to you on this flight, Tommy. It literally this flight, and I just literally didn't let her, and I just went and like made it oh, awkward and got my good. bag still and everything, and then I kind of gave a look. I was like, it "Goes row by row," <laughs> and I just yeah. turned around. I don't think she heard me because I had my mask on, and I said it quietly enough because I didn't really yes. want her to hear me. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? I do that all the time. I'll just say like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" <laughs> yeah, like, but it's only I don't think anybody's hearing. Yeah, and then I somebody tried to do. I did. I pulled your move. It. I was at McDonald's and a this like person tried to just cut in front of just me they i think they could sense that i was a little bitch but i was like not today and uh because they were trying to, it doesn't matter what they were trying to do and they, i let them stand there for a minute and then the second the person opened up i shouldered them and, <laughs> and, and went and went by and it felt so good yes like not today yes. this is bitch. how people get punched this is we're doing it right, guys. You know, we're yes. doing. We want more altercations. We want to fan the flames of the of the of the tension fire. I, I was on the the uh, plane Thanksgiving going in, and it's so weird. You know, you're you're walking in, and and uh, everyone's. I go across the jet bridge. I get on the plane. The flight attendant stops me. Stops me, and, and like we gotta let. We gotta air it out. I don't know. Let 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 a little space between the person in front of you. I don't know. It seems to happen to me a lot. I don't know why they pick me. <laughs> they like this guy's not gonna do anything, so they stop me and let kind of people move ahead down the plane for a little bit. So the guy in the front row is talking to the flight attendant, who's kind of like blocking me from moving forward. So I'm just kind of standing there, and then it's just so funny because everyone behind me thinks I'm just standing there holding up the line <laughs> for no reason. But this guy, you know, he's like you know, 70 years old, whatever. And he's complaining because they made his wife put her purse up in the overhead. And he's just like, and he can't believe it because it's it, it never in all of his year of flying has he ever seen, you know, he, he hasn't flown since 1958. It, 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 it didn't do it back then and he can't believe they're doing it now. They made him put his cigarette out. Yeah. It, well, yeah. <laughs> right. Well, give me an ashtray. What do you mean you don't have ashtrays? All right. Roll down the window. They don't do that anymore. All right. Let me let me talk to the admiral. What do you mean there's no admiral? <laughs> Orville and Wilbur will be hearing about this. <laughs> so so he's and and what he's doing and I you know I, I actually don't mind what the flight attendant stopped me. I don't really care. I actually felt bad for the flight attendant because she's getting an earful about stuff that's not beyond her control from this guy. He's yelling her about rules that aren't hers. And the guy keeps pulling his mask down to talk to him. Uh, and so then he starts coughing. He's pulling the mask down to cough. No. And so I oh, say, Jesus. I say, hey, I, I, excuse me, ma'am, but can you ask him to put the mask over his face when he coughs? <laughs> I think that's a fair... <laughs> the bare minimum. You, the bare, if you're yeah. going to have a chin strap, you know, it's not a chin strap. It's not just if you're going to have it on. And uh, he loses it on me he just can't be he starts saluting me okay okay johnny starts saluting me giving me the middle finger and uh you know uh i want i should have said at ease soldier um but i said to him and he i just was ignoring him and he kept doing it and finally i looked at him i go you know you're in the wrong right you're coughing without the mask on 
That's the whole point of the yeah. mask. Yes. And he's like, I'm trying to talk to her. How do you? How am I supposed to talk to her if I can't pull the mask down? And then the line moved forward and I moved forward. But I love that this is a guy who thinks that when your mouth's closed, you put the mask on <laughs> over your face. Right. But when you have to open your mouth for all the, the vapor time. to come out that contains <laughs> the, the, the virus, that's when you just pull it down and let that stuff come out. I mean, people are morons. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. how they've decided everything works. It's insane. And everybody thinks everybody else is so stupid. That guy to this day is compl- is killing, killing at the at, at, yeah. at the old folks' home. Talk about this moron kid who told him to put his mask on. While He's he probably on uh, band splain right now, talking about that. Um, <laughs> He's telling oh, his man. side of the story. They're eating it up over there. Loving it. Yeah, it's our yeah. rival show. <laughs> it's our rival show. Who has no idea we exist? <laughs> That's <laughs> They're too busy counting their money to look yep, us up. Yep, yep. <laughs> but we are much like the tortoise That's in this funny. hair race. <laughs> we are going to catch them with our Patreon. By the way, thanks to everybody who got on the Patreon after I nearly cried on the <laughs> And, uh, <laughs> Were you selling yeah, the Patreon? Yeah, that's that- right. If you, I find if you uh, nearly uh, get tearful uh, talking about how little money you're making on your podcast, um, I don't know if you and Nick have tried. You and Nick, no, I, I, I just, but- uh, you know what? I don't really like. I think I actually should push the Patreon a bit more. And so we we kind of got into a thing this past year. I've always been like so pro tipping. I've been you know adamant tipper, mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. And Turner is like kind of he's 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 tip questionable, and and before people get upset, his reasoning is basically that the lower middle class should not be supplementing the income of people that uh, corporations should be supplementing these people's income. That's sort of his, you know, where he's coming from. Yeah, and you know, and there's also like there is the one fair wage movement by a lot of you know I think. I mean, there's there's a lot of people inside of it. A lot of uh, people say that women get harassed with the tipping sort of sure. system, and they put up with stuff where they shouldn't have to because of the way the system is. And there's like, so there's 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 like it's not just you know uh, it, people are like bake bake the extra money wage into the menu items. I'm fine with that. You know that that's always been the argument. Well, the tipping system keeps the menu items down. Well, bake it in. Give these people wage, health insurance, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. You know. But I don't know. So I, but me and him, but in in the recent year, like Turner's kind of been winning me over. Well, two things. One, somebody said, these guys are against tipping on one of our reviews. And it drove Mm -hmm. me so mad since I've, I've I've always been nothing but argued against him. And I was Mm -hmm. like, you know what? If you, so now that's just out there that I'm against tipping. So fuck it. (laughs) I I, lean into it. I'm going to. Be more open to listening. Anti-tip systems. If, you, if that's how you're just going to lie about me anyway, sure. and 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 on, on that in tandem with now, just any swivel device has a tip option on it. You know, Subway Dude. sandwiches twirl. You're, you're tipping at Subway now. What, I don't know why we're not. Which is no different than tipping at McDonald's. Which is no different I, than tipping at Best I Buy. When does it day. end? Dude, I was at the wine store the other day, and it's a, you have to click no tip. That's yeah. what that's what bothers me. It's like I tip everywhere. That's the one place that I've like. If it's just retail, I'm not tipping. Like that's insane. The it's whole... not like, and it's also not to go food. It's not like takeout. I tip on that shit. Yeah, me too. I'm saying this is just a wine shop. You're a merchant selling me goods, and now I'm supposed to tip you just for being a merchant. Like 
Why not, why not tip Best Buy? It doesn't that's make exactly sense. it. I, yeah, it, that's, it, that's where it's too far. Because the whole point to me was that they were getting like a four dollars an hour wage that wasn't yes didn't didn't course. make didn't wasn't fifteen dollars an hour and so this like but now people are getting fifteen especially in California where you're getting fifteen dollars an hour and then you're getting tip on top of it in a place that I've never tipped that I by the way, I used to work at Boston Market there was no tipping when I worked there mm. you know there was no tipping in all these places when I used to work there and now they're getting three times the wage I made when I worked there that well I, I just don't understand you just can't I went to Dave and Buster's the I went to get a card and the machine you know wouldn't let me put points in the card <laughs> so I had to go to like the front desk and then oh, that person yeah. wanted a tip for that I, it's like I had you're all concierge now you're all yeah. just like these I, I thought you were gonna say the machine wanted a tip <laughs> 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 Please. I put my foot down. And you got to take care of Buster. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, as it's far called as a t- living wage. <laughs> <laughs> I I do think, and like I I try to tip well. My mom is was like big on that growing up, and like, but uh, I do like Tommy's method too, which is where you don't leave a tip, but you write your phone number in, and that way, if they call you, it's like the dates that you could potentially go on that will be more than what <laughs> God right. damn it. Yeah, nothing nothing wins them over like uh stiffen you stiffen somebody. Nick, can I borrow that extra pickaxe? Yeah. <laughs> and keep it. You should keep it too because I don't think I want any trace. Um why did I bring this up? What were we just talking about? I oh know. so I brought up the Patreon. Uh, oh so I said I said listen because you know we we're we're kind of uh, I'll just say we're we're losing money over there right now because right. we don't don't have time to edit and now we start paying an editor and we're not we're actually losing money each month which stinks so I was like you know and I I went to a bar and a bartender was like such a total jerk you know mm-hmm. like I, again I I bartend part of the reason I'm so pro tipping is because I bartended and waited tables for so bust I I mean so right. fifteen years of my life I waited tables. Uh, if not more. And then, um, and then you go, and I, I was always so nice to people and I felt worked so hard to get the tip. And I always hated the lack of effort. Some bartenders, you know, you go there, he's on his phone, you know, he's talking to his buddy and you're kind of sitting there for like five minutes. Then he puts the phone, slowly walks over, just kind of stares at you. You ask for like, Oh, can I get that? You know, three IPAs. He walks over, gives you the beers, you know, or just op- you know, opens up three bottles, and you got to tip him seven dollars on that. And it's—I remember as a waiter, I was like, it took me an hour and a half to get four dollars out of this one table, and the bartender mm-hmm. gets seven off of just open the bottles off, of, opening three bottles for a person smugly too, the smugness <laughs> of this. And I'm sitting there going. You know, I do a Patreon where I spend like, you know, four hours, you know, uh, a, a week, you know, with the main feed and the Patreon. And and then that's like eight, you know, four times, 12 hours a month I'm, I'm putting towards yeah. this entertainment for people. Why not slide me a fiver? You know, you slide a five to the arrogant bartender for opening three long necks, but you can't slide a five to an entertainer, you know, for getting way more of a product. And I kind of made that pitch and got nobody signing up. I think it was our first month nobody signed up. And I thought it was such a fair thing to say. You know, I I, I go down to the uh, boardwalk 
There's a guy, mm. you know, Showtime on the on the subway. Showtime, what time is it? And these guys, you know, it's where it's seven minutes of trying not to get kicked in the face by people dancing. Sure. And yes. then and then they, and then you pay them money for this. And it's mm-hmm. like we well, didn't even I didn't even I'm just going to work. I didn't really ask for this. I actually do subscribe to that, and that's I'm making people. I'm making. I'm subjecting people to that. <laughs> the the Showtime Patreon. That's amazing. It's great because you can get. It feels like you're getting kicked in the face at home. That's right. And they're dancing. Go on the they're dancing just for me on the train. <laughs> on only feats. It's a sort of like a dance dance service you can get. There's a guy. There's a guy on Hollywood Boulevard. He's just got a snake around his shoulder. That's all he does. Yeah, he's just. We got some his of talent is is he bought a snake. That's his that's, talent is that he's kind of abusing a snake. Yes. <laughs> and people are giving him five dollars just I for know. abusing, kind of abusing a snake that, that doesn't want to be we have, there. And we have that here in New York too. And Antonia pointed out to me. She was like, "This is." Like, cause people all around are getting pictures taken. I think she might have even gotten one. <laughs> I may have forced her to, and she's like, "I really hate this. Like, this is just animal abuse in some way." But, but what uh, is it? Why whatever. do people will pay for that animal abuse? Pay for that picture mm-hmm. of the animal abuse? But they're so like tight with giving a comedian, you know, right. who's like doing an hour, you know, two hours. Yeah. Stuff. Wait, what, what is it? I mean, are we? I don't know, man. What did hey, we do I think wrong? This is another we good, did something this is, wrong. What did we do wrong? What have we done that was so wrong? <laughs> That's my podcast. What oh, did dude. I do wrong? <laughs> <laughs> the the self pity cast. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I'm I'm like bitching about our Patreon and like I haven't done anything that is the show to this point. <laughs> People are gonna be pissed, right. but also yeah, uh, they'll be fine. They. I think the people like hearing uh, how the you know That's so funny. Um, but You're like, think, we're entertainers. Uh, You're just having a bar conversation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's all you assholes are doing. Oh, you guys aren't having beers? <laughs> no. Uh, I but um, well, you know who loved I, beers. Yes, <laughs> was Polish composer yeah, <laughs> Chopin. <laughs> and I'm so That's glad. I'm so glad we're doing this because this guy has been needed to be defended for a very long. True. I I very hear the people talking shit. I'm sick of it. Just I, yeah. it's just and people are just like. I don't know. You know, everyone just they're they're in love with their own opinion, and they love. You know what it is? People just hate what's popular sometimes. Yeah. Like, oh, yep. I don't like that. Oh, you like that? Things are good. It's just like, shut up, dude. Oh, yeah. you got it's. You think your opinion's so cool? I didn't like. I didn't like the the, the, the new Forrest Gump movie. Well, shut up. <laughs> the new. Forrest Gump Resurrections, <laughs> which is really good. <laughs> I don't know what was going on, to be honest. Forrest Gump's in the metaverse. And yeah. <laughs> this time he just has ADHD. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. What's Dogecoin, Jay? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. These people, we we've heard the the complaining, the Ugh. shitting on uh, on Frederick Chopin. Uh, we're hearing like, oh, he's just a Richard Wagner wannabe. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's just he's just derivative of Franz Liszt. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Uh, these people, know. yeah. Tom, what were you gonna say? 
Oh, yeah. If I wanted to hear uh, low-T Felix Mendelssohn, <laughs> I'd listen. Yeah, I'll listen to Frederic Chopin. Uh, <laughs> These people, they don't, they don't know Franz Liszt from Joe List. I've been saying it my That's whole right. life. Uh, they really don't. Yeah. It's, 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 uh, you know, that list, li- yeah, Franz lists, you know, he, he's, uh, he was on one of the, he's on every list, by the way. He's, he's, <laughs> yes, that's that's the culture. Unfair, <laughs> you know, if Chopin changed his name to, uh, up and coming, I'm sure he'd be, uh, you know, on more things too. You're going to cheat that way. But, you know, it's like, and some of these guys are just like, oh, well, I, I, I find his, I find his, you know, uh, a, a piano just sort of sporadic and, and, and more like kind of, you know, uh, flashy. It's like, well, yeah, it's, it's, that's just how music is. Oh, you're mad that music's a little flashy, that there's a little pizzazz to it. All right. Uh, it's done, you, it's done pretty well for a lot of, uh, rockers and musicians mm-hmm. over the years. Mm-hmm. Are people calling yeah. it feminine? As critics say, well, I think it's a little feminine. Uh, dude, you're wearing a powdered wig. You have makeup on right now. You have a fake mole on your face, and you're going to criticize, uh, you know, Chopin for being too feminine. Get out of here. <laughs> Feminine's good, by the way. All right? yeah, that's that, good. that is the one thing in music that's sort of like always been sort of revered. You know, I think like a lot of times the gender has had to break walls to stand up comedy, you know, uh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. But, you know, like to, to, to say that something is feminine is some sort of like to detract from what they're doing. Get out of this town, man. Get a U-Haul and move away because you're just uh, you're out of your mind. That's a, that is a trait, and um, I don't know. I just it just makes me sick. I don't even think a lot of people even heard Chopin. That's the I funny think, thing. Not yeah. really. Yeah. Well, I found you know the the kind of famous hater, um, and this is something I knew, not something I looked up, but. What what I think is one of his, uh, Chopin's fiercest critics, you know, was the Berlin editor and composer uh, Ludwig Grellstab. Ludwig Grellstab, yeah, yeah, who who seems to have disparaged Chopin's pl- piano playing uh, by saying, "Those who have crooked fingers can treat them right. by means of these exercises, but those who suffer no such ailment would do well to avoid them." Pretty That's snarky so- for his day. It's, yeah, I, I don't know up. what it is by adding flourish to your, you know, uh, you know, uh, he's he's already sitting there and he's trying to sort of in, in, encapsulate different emotions throughout one singular piece, mm-hmm. you know, and then he's adding a little bit of flourishes, you know, sometimes his left hand is doing something very emotional and happy while his right hand is doing sad and to that, you know, to kind of paint those lines in to say that that is working against uh, the musical sensations you're getting is just outrageous. It's, it's um, yeah, it's malarkey. Yeah, I, it's malarkey. That's I saw absolutely. one guy, he was saying that, uh, he was just, well, I went to a symphony, and, you know, and I, I didn't like number two, thirty-five. It's like, yeah, well, it's not meant for a symphony. It's piano music, all right? He was like one of the first people writing music specifically for the piano. Okay, so Thank yeah, you. it's not going to sound, sound the same in three different cellos. <laughs> let's, let's, how, how about, uh, what if Smashing Pumpkins did drown with the... Freaking harpsichord. It's not going to sound the same. Mm-mm. That's my Siamese nightmare. Mm-mm, honey. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, all right. I think because uh, we're already pretty deep into this episode, we should probably get to. Here's what I think we should do. We should get. We should. Let's hear some. Let's hear some songs. Right. We, you gave us a great playlist here. Yeah. These are some, uh, this is like I think if you're gonna get if you you know like I always say if you're gonna if you're gonna like get into Chopin. Like I, what album to start with? Mm-hmm. I always say Chopin 
greatest hits. That's <laughs> like that's like his best album. Yeah. Easily. Easily. So if you're gonna like that's a great starter and mm-hmm, yeah. yeah, let's 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 all killer no filler. Yeah. Thank all you. All his number ones yeah. um <laughs> from the hot uh one hundred billboard chart. <laughs> the uh, only thing hotter was the daguerreotypes of him that came out around that time. Oh my god. Uh, it was a smoke show. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and then we'll bring up some of the points against uh, against Chopin, and uh, and let Nick just fight and let him just oh, destroy right, before I hear this. destroy it. So, all right, here is uh, here's some of uh, Chopin Nocturne Opera Nine Number Two. Yes. This show is supported by State Farm. Insurance is a part of any solid financial plan. Making sure you have the important things in life covered is one of the best ways to give yourself a little breathing room when things go awry. It's important to protect not only your business, but yourself as a business owner and all current and future team members. State Farm agents know what it takes to run and protect a small business because State Farm agents are all small business owners and they live and work in your community. So they're deeply attuned to what's happening with other small businesses in your market. If you have a small business and are interested in making sure you're protected, reach out to your local State Farm agent to learn more about what you need. They'll help you find the right policy at the right price for your business. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. I mean, when I, I tell you what, if I, if I have a show and I'm not feeling it, I throw this on and I'm ready to fucking rock. This is, you're kind of bouncing up and down, like, you know, yeah, shadow boxing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is, this is, people are like, what are you talking about? You know, it's like, this is like sleepy time music. I'm pretty sure this is the music Bugs Bunny wakes up to. Okay. And that sort of shows you that this is sort of something that amp. You know, amp your day. No one is more amped than Bugs Bunny. I think no, we can no, all agree. No. <laughs> no. He, is, he, is, he is a Red Bull in a, in a bunny suit, man, I tell you. So, I'm, I, so we all heard that music right there. We all have our thoughts. Of so course, good. the listeners yeah. are probably fucking popping off right now, to be totally honest. Uh, yeah, yeah. But I'm looking at the YouTube comments on here. There's there's no, comments boy. from as, as recently... As seventeen oh five, there are comments from uh, recently as twelve minutes ago on wow. this YouTube video. Yeah. Uh, the comments just keep pouring in on this. <laughs> People are going in. Jonathan Wang writes, "I'm on toilet." <laughs> so yeah, dude, I mean, this, this is, is great shit in music, man. I tell oh, you. Yeah. Give me some Chopin and a newspaper. And I'll tell you what. There's my Saturday. Give me some Chopin and a shit pan. <laughs> Let me pop off a bedpan. Yeah, bedpan would have been. Yeah. That would have made more sense. What the way to go? <laughs> well, I'm sorry. I worked in the hospital industry for a while, Tommy. Uh, the technical term is okay. uh, shit pan. Shit pan. Um, ah. Okay. Yes, yeah, so uh color you stupid. Um 
All right. So uh, Jared, by the way, did not chime in this week. We usually have a segment where we go to our friend Jared, who is a, mm. our cri- our resident snob. But he said he disrespects uh, Chopin what? so much that oh, he no. didn't even want to speak on it. Wow. He said, uh, if, uh, you know, Chopin is uh, uh, a full bitch. And um, that was, it was weird because he doesn't even use that word usually. That's very weird. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, he said the show pin must not go on, uh, <laughs> which didn't even really make sense. No. Um, so here's here's a little fun fact I found about uh, about Chopin. Uh, so he apparently played the piano in the dark throughout his entire life. He would always put out candles in the room, and even when playing at an event or party, he would ask to extinguish the light in the room. Wow. Uh, yeah. Why not, you know? Why not turn on the lights there, Chopin? I, a lot of people think that maybe he wasn't even really playing. He had uh, he had another person coming in and playing because it was so dark, and that was his. What a great he idea! Looks like a Bugs Bunny, you know. Yeah, so, that's a real uh, sly that. move. Yeah, so he might have been doing that the whole time. He wasn't even really playing, you know. Uh, I would I would do that dark. when I would perform. You know, I would say I want lights out when I perform, and the, and then sometimes the uh, promoter would be like. Well, well, what if what if the audience wants the lights on? I'm like, well, if anybody ever shows up to one of these shows, well, you know, that's <laughs> cross that bridge when we get to yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so far, has not been a problem. <laughs> and also, that Nelly Furtado song "Turn Off the Lights" was kind of in honor of Chopin. Not a lot yes. of people know yes. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and that other that Larry Bird song she did too. <laughs> right. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I'm Larry Bird, and it's, I always it, hit the J. <laughs> ah, there it is. <laughs> yeah, that's Chopin inspired somehow. <laughs> <laughs> always hit. <laughs> He was a hoop head. <laughs> you don't know where I'm going. <laughs> Crossover. Listen to Chopin. There it is. Yeah. There we go. There we go. Uh, yeah, he uh, he only uh, apparently gave around 30 public concerts in his lifetime. Yep. Sturdy and done. Musician much? <laughs> that's, what, yeah. that's what some people are saying. Kind of a steely thinking- damn. Mm-hmm. Somebody was uh, playing, you know, because I, I was kind of like uh, I was looking up some Chopin earlier. And, you know, I think Chopin is, is the greatest. I don't really care for other, uh, classical music in general. I think it, most yeah. of it's garbage. But uh, <laughs> Chopin's great. I thought it was interesting that, um, you know, like somebody was mentioning how people used to go. And I think in one of the comments how they used to go, you know, that was like a big deal to go see one of these people and how cool it is mm-hmm. that we can look at it on our phones now, which is amazing that you would. Risk your life traveling five days to see Vivaldi, and then mm-hmm. and and I like listen to eight seconds and then turn it off to my, you know <laughs> some dog go on a water slide or something. I mean, in all reality, if they had a dog and a water slide, they would probably travel ten hours for that shit. Yeah, I actually that's why Chopin didn't do as many shows because the dog water slide acts kind of. <laughs> There was only 30 times in history there wasn't a dog on a water slide, and he was like, well, all right, well, let's do it real quick. Real fast. I don't... I'm, I'm doing. Uh, I, the dog is it's climbing up the ladder still. I think we have time. That's why, that's why he turned off the lights, because he didn't want anyone to see the dog in the water slide at the other end of the room. <laughs> hey, what's that dog doing? Hey, 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 the lights. No, it's certainly not... I think it's going to rest atop that water slide. It's, hey, it's not going anywhere. It's not going anywhere. Oh. <laughs> and then people would boo at the end of the show when the lights came on. <laughs> they saw the dog all wet at the bottom of the water slide. <laughs> well, you 
you know, uh, a lot of these assholes, you know, they're sitting there, they're they're going, uh, oh, oh, you go to one of these concerts and it just, you know, every song's 40 minutes long. Oh, every song sounds the same. Well, you got to listen to the albums, you know, yes. the albums are the studio cuts. You're, yeah, you're listening to the long jam sessions at the, you know, and I personally don't. I personally don't care for the long jam sessions as much. I like mm. the studio albums, you know. Right. Verse, chorus, um, verse, yeah. That kind yeah. of stuff, yeah. So I mm-hmm. think that's why he only did 30 shows, because each song is about an hour and a half, <laughs> and he does, you know, about 150 songs a set. So <laughs> each show took several months. So 30 was actually pretty pretty impressive when you think about it. But the parking lot, the parking lot was the fucking best, you know, just right. the whole, you know, you go there and you just get a little meat, you know, you go around, get oh, some meat yeah. from some people, buy it off a guy, or buy some, mm-hmm. uh, you get know. Get some elderberry. Yes. <laughs> Smoke that elderberry. Oh, that was the best. That was the best. The people you met, you oh, know, yeah. and just the, the stories. and that Get was some the, tie-dye shirts. Yes. The scene was great. <laughs> The VW buses. <laughs> I mean, it was great. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has other right. songs, though, right? Yeah, let's let's. In fact, let's hear let's hear some more. Um, we got we got five more songs on this playlist. We got uh, yeah. we got to kind of. I mean, I would hate to burn through these, but we got to get to them. All right, yeah. this is uh, okay. Let me let it load before I say it. I'm curious if there's gonna, oh there is an ad. Okay, so. Yeah. This is what Chopin wanted to is for Google Fi to take up a full fifteen seconds before uh, before his music started. And that's part of the experience. Uh, yeah, and now there's a, another five seconds for uh, what do we have here? Complete. Uh, oh, oh, one. Oh, it's Peloton. That's good. Okay, so this is mm. complete Chopin uh, at two days uh, mm. opera ten, and that is how you say that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Are you kidding me? <laughs> that's how it starts. That's that, that, that's how that's how it begins. And there's another thirty-one minutes. Yes, but it's basically that for thirty minutes. But so yeah, we got the gist. But it's just—I mean—he's just going up and down and up and down. I mean, when you think of Tom and Jerry and a little mouse running up and down on the keys in the back, causing a little bit of hijinks, that was made possible because of Chopin. He is the reason for your childhood. Yes. Oh my god! I do have to point out really fast that, um, and because you, you sent us this uh, this YouTube video of it, this is a uh, someone doing a cover of Chopin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, that's not actually is... Chopin. <laughs> oh, I, oh, I thought I sent you like was it was. I thought I sent you pure original Chopin. Oh, that's my bad. <laughs> this is a guy uh, who apparently uh, a lot of people are saying deserves a lot more followers. Mm. Um, Chopin in the YouTube comments. Uh, he's really killing it, and uh, it's 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 really good. I think that might yeah. be what Etude means. Is this like the Fugees of Chopin? Yeah, I <laughs> like think these just guys are <laughs> making a career of covers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, he's gained a new fan in us because yeah, he's, he's killing it. No, he sounds just like uh, Chopin. I mean, I could tell, but mm-hmm. I, you know, it's because it's it's like because this guy was like, but Chopin's like. Yeah. Is that? 
That's my alarm. I uh, put I I picked the most stressful. Uh, that's my phone ring. I picked the most stressful phone ring. Yeah, possible. I like that one. Uh, that used to be my alarm, and I would wake up in a panic. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, I just panic fifteen times a day instead. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, uh, apparently. Uh, this is another knock on the guy. Uh, Chopin, I don't know if you know this, he was a child star. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was writing and compo- composing poetry at yeah. age six. Yeah. And performed his first public concerto at age eight. Gotta now, say. That feels like he wrote that himself. It's like he wrote his own Wikipedia. Who <laughs> gives a shit he was writing poetry at six? It's not good. It's yeah. Not, it's like when Michael Jordan played baseball. It's just like kind of, uh, <laughs> There's a, there's a reason there's there's a reason those uh, poems never made it to go with the <laughs> songs because there's no lyrics he doesn't no. he, he didn't believe no. some poet he's got music that's perfect backdrop to some of these poems and uh, you're not hearing any of them would have been perfect and I do I, I pick a lot of these songs all these songs I picked are what I do karaoke <laughs> I do karaoke <laughs> to these songs every time people hate me because I take forty five minutes of the, of the night but you know and I just st- sit there and, and kind of tap my thigh and dance and awkwardly stand there. But it is, if there was lyrics to sing, I would totally get on board with it. But the poems are just trash. Yeah. Yeah. And I've heard when you do the, that, that karaoke though, it's people are watching you feel it. And so it's better actually than it's a song in its own. It's a song Mm. in your eyes. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It's, it's great. I always have that. I let, my favorite moment of karaoke is when I when I like halfway through it about 20 25 minutes in <laughs> there's that other guy who can sing and we kind of lock eyes and like nod at each other like yeah we're the only yeah. two who can do this. <laughs> yeah. we're going to make it out of this joint that kind of yeah yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. uh all right let's hear another song here we have uh the waltz in C sharp minor opera 64 yeah Keep in mind, 63 was right before this. So that's where you're, that's sort of, it gives a little context. And I... Now, here's what I got to say about this. This is the closest he gets to filler. And it's amazing. <laughs> this is like if there was a saloon in, in the Victorian ages. Kind of walk in and pick a fight with a fancy man When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. He fell asleep halfway through that song while he was playing, <laughs> but that's how good he is. Mm-hmm. And his fingers just kept moving. Yeah. You'd only know because occasionally he did have sleep apnea, and uh, yeah. his snoring would <laughs> often interrupt the show. <laughs> that's why he played in the dark, so nobody knew. <laughs> Maybe if he didn't play in the dark, he wouldn't fall asleep as much, but I don't, I don't know why I know. I'm no expert. <laughs> just heard. That is, uh, once again, that guy doing covers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, someone commented, even Chopin didn't didn't do it this good. Um, what the hell? That's a little. That's up. a dig. How do you what know? How, how the hell do you know? You don't know shit. I was there. I was six hundred years old. You know what's funny? They I did look up uh, the you know, when he died. They don't not, they're a little. It's a little sketchy how he died. They don't. You, you know. You know why they didn't. You know one of the reasons they don't know why he died hmm. is because it was. Uh, it was a long time. They didn't know how anybody died back then. It was always like, well, that guy's gone. We don't know what happened. But so it was really special to him. But they mentioned it uh, several times in every biography. And um, when you die, they get a death mask, which I think is pretty cool. They're like, is oh, wait, dead? what is that? They put a thing of plaster over your face and then they get make a mask out of your face so you, oh. people know what you look like. Ooh, I think yeah. we should make that part of our Patreon when we die. <laughs> yeah, you get... get yeah, people get mat our masks, our yeah. death masks. That'd be pretty cool. Isn't, isn't that worth a couple long necks to you? <laughs> Getting the damn death mask. Yeah, yeah. What is that? Oh, it's Patreon. Subscribe to it. <laughs> They're dead, but it kind kind of looks like them. Yeah, yeah definitely the shape. <laughs> There's no paint or anything on it, but. <laughs> Eyes are white. Yeah, that part's creepy. But that's plaster. <laughs> that's plaster for you. I wonder if they draw little pupils, little eyes on their uh, sure. The white plaster eyes. You, you know? should get to pick which emoji they model it after. You know, <laughs> like I would do like that one with like the crazy circle eyes. Make that me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's a good. That's the one I want. To, that's my favorite emoji. Me too. It's yeah. so fun. Circle eyes. Yeah. So yeah, good. The one with the like uh, the spiral mm-hmm. or whatever, right? Yes. Oh, yeah. So yeah. Good. You don't know what's going on with yeah. him. He seems fucked Holy up. crap. <laughs> so, uh, speaking of Chopin's death, uh, yeah, oh, yeah, we have some most likelies, uh, which is that he did have tuberculosis. Uh, Everybody did back then. <laughs> yeah, back then that was like having COVID. I mean, yeah. everybody, everybody had it. It was like Omicron, except, uh, you know, he died at 39. Um he died on October 17th, 1849, and uh, his heart was removed from his body after his death and remains preserved in Poland. Mm, Let's yeah. go check that out. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he is buried near his friend, composer Cherubini, at the Père Lachaise Cemetery in Paris. Mozart's Requiem was performed at his funeral. And then they say, I hope you enjoyed this article. Um, <laughs> you know... <laughs> His last oh, words were, Mother, my poor mother. I enjoyed reading that. <laughs> <laughs> kind of a fuck you to play Mozart at his funeral. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, if they play someone else's stand up at your funeral, <laughs> like, yeah, he would have loved this man. bit. <laughs> or, like, if your, ri- if your rival podcast played at your guys' uh, You're gonna play an episode of Death Mask. <laughs> <laughs> I want a grave buddy though. I think that's fine. That's, that's nice. Fine. Yeah, little grave buddies. <laughs> yeah. He, here, like he's next to his wife and his good buddy. <laughs> his old, man, his best drinking pal. <laughs> <laughs> they both died of cirrhosis. <laughs> we Poor think a couple long necks <laughs> in my yeah, grave. Right. <laughs> um. 
All right, let's hear another song here. We have Mazurka um, yeah. in A minor. Oh yeah, and I was gonna go C minor, but I thought A minor for for the podcast. Yeah, I totally agree. I was thinking the same thing when I looked at, when I started listening. I was like, if this wasn't C minor, I'd be fucking pissed. Yeah. And this is Opera Seventeen, number four. Now, I have this for my ringtone. Uh, again, it's a 15-minute version of this ringtone. And you can't answer it until it's complete. No, no. You have that app. Yep. Yeah. It's so good, though. Someone is in an emergency. And like, hold on. Yeah. I answered it as soon as the 15 minutes was up. Yeah. I paid for it. I might as well listen to it. <laughs> that one ninety nine, yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. You know, the more times I listen to it, the more my, more my, my you stretch have, my butt. You have to more. pay for it every time. <laughs> yeah. plays the... uh, great song, great song, great song. Um, and there's actually lyrics to that. Mm. Yeah, I I, I, sh- I was gonna sing it, but I forgot to sing it. Ah, damn! But you, you want me to put it back on? Yeah, put it on. Yeah, put it on. Put on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let me uh, let me go back here. Yeah. Hold on, hold on. Uh, I gotta pull this back up. We're gonna have to go through a couple ads, but you know what? It's gonna be all worth yeah. it. In the meantime, Tommy, vamp away. <laughs> <laughs> Well, there was another fun fact about him that uh, from the same list of facts that you were reading from, because that is <laughs> the first one that is on Google. But he used to give piano lessons to wealthy people uh, as a way to make a little cash. But he was very ashamed of asking for money, so he wouldn't. Yeah. So he would just turn away, and they'd leave the money on the mantelpiece, which I think is very funny. <laughs> a very weird quirk. We're gonna do that with the Patreon too. <laughs> yeah, we we won't look at we'll, it. We'll digitally turn <laughs> our backs around, and we won't pay attention to it. Piano lessons uh, were like improv classes back then. You know, you you'd be like level. What do you, oh, level three. I got Chopin. Oh, I like Chopin. No, he's good. No, he cares. He's cool. He cares. Just don't like, let him hang out girlfriend. after class. <laughs> uh, all right, here here's the uh, here's Mazurka again. Let's hear some. More. I am a mazurka. I have a lot of things. I'm a jerka. Hey, this is what I do for work. Hey, it's Gorgon Gurka. <laughs> wow. Those are really cool. <laughs> that was fucking yeah. sick. Yeah, Gorgon Gurka is uh, some politician of the time. <laughs> he was kind of the AOC back then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's super progressive. He's like... Stop shooting people. Oh, you left-wing liberal. <laughs> Politics. Uh, but yeah, it's a lot of the lyric. The, the, and by the way, wrote that when he was five. <laughs> the lyrics. You wouldn't know it. Right. You wouldn't Much know later. it. Yeah, no, yeah. no. Yeah. He's a prodigy. All right, let's hear uh, Piano Sonata Number 2 in B-flat minor, Opera 35-3. Uh, it also says Marche Funebre. Mm. 
I know this one. Yeah. Yeah. This is the Darth You Vader. might know it as the song George Lucas stole. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the comments are turned off for this one. It must have gotten too heated <laughs> in there. Tell me that's not the Imperial March song. Tell me that is that not is Darth Vader. It. Yeah. It's exactly it. I was you, I was kidding, and then I realized it actually it truly is that. This, but I don't think George it is. George Lucas, son of a bitch. It definitely sounds... It sounds exactly like it. Yeah. I mean, uh, this is probably why the comments are turned off. People yeah. are uh, making a lot of accusations. Yeah, this is... Um, and, uh, it's getting heated. At scum. there's a headline. Oh, John Williams' Imperial March is a Chopin ripoff. Dang. Really? Yeah. Okay, so we're this is out there, you know. Mm-hmm. That is fucked up. I mean, just just play this one. What do you just you know? Or there? So John Williams is Led Zeppelin and Chopin, huh? <laughs> just sort of regurgitating old dead guys who can't stand mm. for themselves because they're six feet underground mm-hmm. and their hearts in Poland. Oh, can't do shit. shit. Can't do shit okay. when your hearts in Poland. I just looked up. That brought me to look up a uh, Chopin controversy, and uh, in the Independent, uh, I immediately found a, tr- uh, a what's it called? A troubled genius. The truth about Chopin. Whoa! Oh boy! Oh and then yeah. it opens with he was a narcissistic, anti-Semitic fop who betrayed his country Damn. and and hated his fellow man. Oh <laughs> the charges God. leveled against Chopin are as diverse as they are odious. <laughs> But I think we can separate the <laughs> Star Wars song from the yes. Quora article. Yes. <laughs> Who wrote that Ludwig Relstab? I mean, come on. <laughs> this is fully biased. <laughs> this, is, uh, this is definitely fake news. You, you don't want to uh, learn too much about uh, anybody in history. Because no. I'm pretty sure they all were uh, terrible people. Yes. Yeah. I mean, every- yeah. But he was bad. The thing is so biased. It's like, who, who did W. Kamau Bell write this? I mean, it's it's totally biased. <laughs> it is totally biased. It's true. <laughs> uh, yeah, he was a much loved and happy child, but an insecure adolescent who wasn't uh, with an e- uh, ego too fragile to declare his infatuation with the younger uh with the young singer uh Konstantya Gladowska Gladkowska sorry yeah. uh who was the inspiration for his first piano concerto but they said his first piano concerto was when he was like 8 years old i think so it sounds yeah. like uh maybe a little bit uh, they're they're reading too much in this concerto is a strong word <laughs> it was a uh, grade school recital <laughs> he was eight years old. Uh, you know that Marche uh, Funebre, which is the song we just listened to, I do believe means funeral march. And uh, it is a great funeral song. And I tell you what, this is a guy who saw, uh, you know, an opening for, uh, you know, a, a possible, you know, product. Like, hey, we, there's not a lot of great funeral songs. So right. he cranked mm-hmm. one out. <laughs> And no one's really written a second one since then. Uh, but I, it, it could be an opportunity. But I say as far as funeral songs goes, that's in the top. You find me a better funeral song. Mm-hmm. Hard to do. I, there's not much better. 
Not a lot of funeral. You know, I was, I, was, I, was trying, I was trying to get holiday cards over Christmas, mm. and they have a lot of. They got birthday cards. Not sure. a lot of. They have like funny birthday. They have right. funny wedding. Not a lot of mm. funny grieving. And I <laughs> no, feel like that is no. a another opportunity. Open market. Show, open market. I used to work at open market back in the day, and they did not tip like they do now. <laughs> they did not tip. Not tip. <laughs> I can get people cornbread. <laughs> <laughs> Can I have some cornbread? Just a dollar. Oh, I'll give it to you. <laughs> nothing for me. I got nothing out of it. Putting my life on the line, losing my job. There's also um, a question that I don't think is, but some people think that he was a gay man, but it is not confirmed. I'm reading, I found a CNN article about that. Well, it, I think that the confusion is that his wife was named George, uh, <laughs> which is true. George Sands, <laughs> which sounds like a made up uh, name for sure. But uh, yeah, uh, yeah, I was trying to figure that out myself. But uh, I sent a know. CNN article about it uh, to the chat, but we can uh, examine that in further detail when we come on to do Chopin Part 2. Um, we, right. we are having you back next week, Nick. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, yeah, much like his uh, songs, this will be... <laughs> Podcast minor in number five. <laughs> this will be uh, yeah, part one of uh, uh, so many. Uh, I love that all all of the all, everything you read about him is like he may have liked birds, but we don't know. <laughs> yeah, we can't really. <laughs> wow, a lot of about his stuff about uh, a lot of stuff about his sex life, but. These horny classical music fans just yeah. won't let up. There's, a, there's literally in the Irish Times they wrote Chopin in the sack. The many different thrusting motions he had in his, uh, <laughs> his repertoire. Chopin in the sheets, Vivaldi in the streets. <laughs> Uh, all right, let's hear another song, and then we got to get to the uh, the peanut gallery and get the hell out of here. Let's hear uh, Chopin's military polonaise on forty number one in this A is a major. Great one to end on. <laughs> I saw him close on this one. I did see him live once in concert. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Is he doing encore, or is it just kind of eighteen fifty two? It's all encore. <laughs> he comes out the beginning, flicks you off, and then we go, no! And, it comes out, and then does three months worth of songs. Yeah, that's why the lights are off. He's waiting for people to clap. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Again, I like this the first time when I heard it on Zelda. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, that was our playlist. But it's so good. Da, da, da. You know what it sounds like here? Play, play oh, the beginning yeah. of that again, because it, it does sound a little Zelda-y, but it's it's a great entrance song, because this is, this is great. Play the beginning, and picture somebody walking in at the beginning of this, okay? Forget the applause. Don't, don't, don't worry about the applause. That's not part of the song. Okay. But they love it. They know what they know. They know what's about to happen. You come out, then you go back in. Come back out again. You go back in. 
need to come back out again. You know, like you could keep doing that over and over. If you want to do, if you want to make an entrance and come out back and forth over and over, this is the sort of music mm-hmm. that you yeah. you want to do, and you feel like when you hear that, that's what you sort of feel. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Man, even here. So this is a lady playing this, of course, and uh, one of the comments says, "Nice legs." <laughs> <laughs> People are so fucking horny. Yeah, you can't even see her leg. Well, but she she is playing with her legs, by the way. <laughs> yep, here we go. Sexy pianist. <laughs> Sexy pianist plays sexy music. Sexy music? What? It's a military jaunt. <laughs> yeah. Honey, I'm, I put on some sexy music for us tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's great. All right. Well, uh, we have another segment to get to, and uh, I think we got to do it where we hear from the peanut gallery. Uh, Tommy, did anybody respond on the Twitter to us? We got a couple. I asked if anyone had any thoughts on the Polish composer and virtuoso pianist Frederick Chopin. Uh, Max Fine said, nope. Uh, nice. Someone named Postpubescent Jay Leno said, you ever noticed Frederick B. Chopin? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Brandon said, "This dude slaps." Dude, let's go, Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, Jack Socrates linked to a video that I've not had a chance to watch yet, but I will. Oh, nice. So we have some on the Facebook here, uh, kind of a lot, honestly, for uh, how late I put it up. Uh, it opens with uh, Jason Acosta says. I'm really hoping this is a fucking bit. Uh, Damn. No, <laughs> no happiness uh, in his uh, voice. Uh, why the fuck would this be a bit, Jason? Um, David <laughs> Britton says, I'm really hoping this is not a bit. Uh, Jason better Cass- subscribe to the Patreon to make demands. <laughs> yeah, yep, yep. Uh, Melinda Kastner says, I hope he wrote Chopsticks. I'm not going to look it up. I don't think. Oh, because of Chopin. I see yeah. here. Uh, Davy Charles says yes. Nocturnes forever. <laughs> yeah, Nocturnes is yeah. Uh, one of his. But he's got like twenty Nocturnes. It's like if Pearl Jam just had eighteen Jeremys, and you're like, which Jeremy was the one I like? <laughs> which one's the one where we spoke in class? Now that's one that goes to the zoo. I don't know. <laughs> um, apparently, there's a meme here uh, that Liz Webb shared of uh, Kermit looking sad. And it says it says two thirds of Chopin, and it's Kermit. You see, looking sad there. And then it says the remaining one third of Chopin, and it's uh, Kermit going nuts. So ah. that's the meme. Um, Sean Flannery says, "Don't have any thoughts on Chopin or funny insights, but there's a lot of uh, great uh, there's a lot of great Chopin works on YouTube, and I play it a lot when the kids are struggling to sleep." Well, I get it, but hey. Good luck not getting horny while you're watching those videos. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Turn the legs off. Wait, really quick. <laughs> if you want to get anything done. I wrote about who wrote Chopsticks, just because I thought it was an interesting question. And it was a British woman named Euphemia Allen, wrote it in 1877, never published another piece of music. <laughs> wow. Well, she perfected <laughs> it. The first one hit wonder. Yeah. She wrote one Chopsticks dog. and was like, peace. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. <laughs> I think she had never even touched a piano before. She sat down, did that as a goof, and then's like, I'm a con. 
Tom Miller says his new single fucking slaps. Um, uh, Patrick Murray says big fan. Art- Arturo Rubinstein has the best recorded interpretation of Nocturnes. Also, Chopin made some killer waltzes. Dude is a piano score legend. Almost yeah. as good as Beethoven and Frank Zappa. <laughs> Yeah. Yep. Uh, the big three. Patrick Parker. <laughs> yep. Patrick Parker says one of my favorites. I love how much variety he uses when phrasing his melodies. Keeps things very interesting. Fantasy impromptu fucking slaps. The way he arranged the polyrhythms in the first part with a rest at the with uh yeah with a rest at the start of each phrase on the right hand blows my mind. Really cool rhythmic tension. You know. Really it, was, okay. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. Go. Uh, Shalewa says, "Dude's got Shalewa Sharp, uh, friend of the show." Says, "Dude's got some jams." Um, we got what two more here? Uh, oh wait, no, we got three. All right, uh, Adam Burke says he's no Saint Cyan. I'll tell you that much. See, these are the haters. I don't, I don't <laughs> yep. care for hater, <laughs> haterade, Adam. Uh, let's he's see. probably reading the Irish uh, Times, <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's where Burke got. Uh, Burke's <laughs> getting biased information on Chopin yep, over here. Yep, Chopin in the sheets. You gotta, you gotta clear up your mind, Adam. Read some American and Polish literature. <laughs> yeah, uh, read some James. Western biased uh, media. <laughs> Dale J. Petrie says, after Christmas, when everyone has gift cards, it is a perfect time for Chopin. I can see that a little bit too late. Chopin the money. (laughs) 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 All right. Last one here is Kenny DeForest uh, says, straight up hilarious to think about Chopin needing to be defended. Well, tell that to all the fucking haters, Kenny. (laughs) They don't think it's so fucking funny. But you know, it's it's we've had a lot of fun here today. But Mm -hmm. you know, I think in in all seriousness, I mean, he is he is a I I think he's a fantastic musician, and uh, you know, and I kind of I look up to him because I. I actually started out as a Chopin parody comic where I would do Chopin, you know, sort of songs with goofs and ad libs and stuff. But I, I, and people thought, do you hate him? No, I, I really like the music and it's fun to do these today, you know. Wow. Yeah. Well, it's like Weird Al doesn't always hate the things he's doing. No, in fact, no. sometimes it's that he loves them. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, this is fun to share. You know, Chopin to people that might not have known who he was, or, or some people think that all those guys were just one guy. Mm-hmm. You know, right. one Gershwin, Mozart, you know, Bach guy, and it's mm-hmm. they they were at least four or five different people. <laughs> at least some, something around there. <laughs> no more, no less. <laughs> um. Well, this was uh, this was great. Now it's time for us to rate the playlist out of six. And so uh, I, you know, this is a great playlist you sent us. Um, mm-hmm. Does it help really that I talked it. over most of the songs? No, I think that certainly <laughs> helped. Uh, I, I think you added lyrics, which is what I yeah. was missing. In fact, yeah. a lot of the people who listen to the show know I'm very lyric centric. I like mm-hmm. lyrics. And so the lack yeah. thereof was a major uh Major turnoff for me with Chopin, but yeah. hearing you uh, podcast over the, the the songs, the way they were meant to be heard, exactly. I that bumps me right up to a four point nine out of six. Wow, I'm going, I'm going wow. four point nine out of six for Chopin. 
Wow. I really enjoyed it. Mostly, I like that lady's legs. And uh, <laughs> I, I mean, she I'm is. She had out. her hands behind her head and was playing with her feet. It was pretty awesome. Very impressive. Uh, Tommy, what do you got? Yeah, I'm almost exactly the same as you on the rating. I um, loved Nocturne, uh, Etudes, Waltzen, yeah. C Sharp Minor, Mazurka, yeah. Piano Sonata. Um, you know the military the Toyota Sonata. I love the Toyota Sonata. The Toyota Sonata. It's yeah. It's compact. It's sleek. Um, but yeah, it was the military polonaise. Uh, yeah. That song sucks. So I'm gonna go a five out of six. But those five were very strong. If that's your starting five, you don't need a bench. That's what I say, brother. No. So uh, yeah, no. Chopin is getting a good rating from us. What do you say, Nick? Out of six. Well, it's funny because you hear Chopin and you go, "Well, I, I don't know any Chopin." And then all of a sudden, you're like, "Oh, I know this one. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know this one. Mm-hmm. I know this one." And all of a sudden, you realize you know his entire catalog. Right. It's like Roxette. You don't. You suddenly you don't read the uh, the one hit wonder, and you realize they have over seventy seven hits. Some would say seventy eight. Over seventy seven. <laughs> yeah, no more than seventy nine. Come on. Uh, I don't, and I, I'm not counting Joyride. But um, why would you? Uh, <laughs> but um, I would go six out of six. You mm-hmm. know what I always love about these. Um, Classical. Whenever you, it is great music. To what I like to do, listen to, (laughs) and um, and I think it's great for that. If that's what Mm -hmm. you know, your sort of thing is. I always uh, it kills me though that you'll go to like Mozart or Gershwin, and it'll have three thousand dislikes. (laughs) You animals! (laughs) Like the idea. (laughs) <laughs> then you're like, mm, boo. <laughs> my phone makes better noises through an AI algorithm app. Uh, so to boo these, to dislike some of the greatest geniuses in history always cracks me up. It's like when the it's like when it's like those videos where the kid can hear for the first time, and someone's like, "No, thank you. Yep. I dislike." All right. Wow. Uh, there's a there's a, a place for you to there's a scary little place for you. Yeah. <laughs> burn. Yeah. It's called Fox News. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Well, uh, Nick, thank you so much for coming on the show. Um, I, thank I, I you wanna, for having yeah, me. Genuinely, so ironic to so use this fun. word, but genuinely, uh, your special is so fucking funny. I truly loved watching it, and I recommend anyone who likes this show. You obviously like stand up, so I would yeah rent this, watch it immediately. It's so much fun, and it's uh, truly great. So, well, thank you uh, guys. You guys are the funniest, and I appreciate you having me on. And even watching it, I appreciate that. Uh, so Dude, thank you. Thanks so much. And. and uh, Oh yeah, go ahead. I was going to say a lot of people don't know this, but uh, you know, after you watch it, you know, well, some people are like, well, you know, because sometimes you know you can buy it, you can rent it, you know, sometimes you rent it and you still have it for like thirty six hours or something, you know, and I never know what to do with the movie after that because I always feel like, why well, still have you ever watch a movie on Amazon? And you're like, you still have it for thirty six hours, like, do I watch it again? <laughs> Get my money's worth? I don't know. Yeah. But if you play waltz, in here's what you do when 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 the lion roars the third time at the very beginning of my special, mm-hmm. press play on Waltz and C Sharp Minor <laughs> Op 64 number two. It syncs up perfectly. <laughs>
All right. Well, thanks so much, Nick. And definitely, yeah, everybody check out that special. Uh, we're so psyched to have you. And uh, what a what a great time. And I hope you guys not only laughed today, but learned a little thing or two. Uh, Tommy, is there anything you need to promote on the way out? Well, yeah, I put my whole uh, Christmas show from Union Hall uh, on YouTube because I didn't get to do the Chicago one. So that one is all on right. YouTube. You can watch the whole show um, on there, and uh, that would be great. Hell yeah. And uh, we'll be doing a, uh, a good god at the Sultan Room if you're in New York and Brooklyn, uh, January 9th, if it doesn't get canceled. Uh, we've got Cat Cohen. Uh, who else do we have on that one? We have quite a uh, lineup. Uh, Kunail. Uh, not not Kumail. Don't. <laughs> Casey Aurora. Don't go thinking. Yeah, Casey Stuper Aurora, will not but, be there. Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> oh, here we go. Mateo Lane, Christina Hutchinson. And, uh, yeah, Kunal Aurora and then, uh, you know, the usual suspects. So get over there and uh, get on that Patreon. Thanks again, uh, Nick Vedrat. Uh, check him out. And uh, we'll see you guys next week. Keep it crispy. Bye. Thanks to State Farm for supporting this show and helping our listeners protect their businesses and lives. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today.